Now, sound off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, yes, I'm here. <clears throat> Believe it or not, I remember that we were starting early today. I hope everybody else did as well. Today, uh, we're a little bit short. We're going to be at 10 to noon because of the uh, Minnesota Twins game that starts, uh, well, the pregame starts at noon. <clears throat> By the way, I don't know if anybody cares, but I have a roster update for the Minnesota Twins. It's o- Believe it or not, it's only one month before the op opener uh, against the uh, Kansas City Royals, the uh, what's what's coming out of Florida is the countdown on opening day is on, and a month from Wednesday today, the Twins will take the field in Kansas City to set to begin the 2024 season. And this is one of those seasons that they really don't have to worry too much. <clears throat> about the depth of snow on the field, whether it's going to be really cold or not. It's been an exceptionally warm winter. While the roster won't be set for some time and injuries over the course of spring could always change things, it appears likely that the wheeling and dealing could be done after the Twins added outfielder Manuel Magat on Monday. Realistically, with the with our team is... And how the roster is, how built out with the way it looks, we'll obviously keep monitoring where our roster is, the health of it, and we can do that, President of Baseball Operations Derek Flavely told reporters Monday. But it appears like they are pretty much set. The pitching rotation is going to be Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, Bailey Obador, Chris Paddock, and Anthony DiScalafani. And then the bullpen, of course, the 100-mile-an-hour Johan Duran, Griffin Jacks, Brock Stewart, Justin Topa, uh, Caleb Thibodar, uh, Jay Jackson, Stephen Okert, and Josh Stumont. See, I've got a question so, for you. Yes. Where's sound off with Brad Bennett? Uh, that'll be coming on in about an hour. <laughs> The sports show is not on no. this morning, Brad. No, Where I did you go? That, oh, well, I thought this was the sports show. <laughs> we want no, Brad. I'm sorry. We want to know oh, why, okay. did, uh, why did 100,000 votes go uncommitted in Michigan yesterday for the president, Joe Biden? Why are they angry well, the, at him? I can I can tell you why. That some of the some of his constituents that normally would vote Democrat decided to uh Make him frigid a little bit. Make him frightened a little bit by holding off voting for him. Basically because of the uh, stop the war in Gaza routine. You know, Michigan has the largest population of Palestinians in the whole. In fact, they've got their own congressperson. And uh, so they decided that they were going to put pressure on Biden yesterday and show him that... uh, you know, their vote counts, too, and he better pay attention to them. And, he be- and that's why, of course, he is he is still saying that, oh, there there may be a ceasefire in Gaza as early as Monday. They're, they're working on it. Boy, we're working on it. We're putting pressure on them. And, you know, it could be as early as Monday that we have a ceasefire there. Well, when you listen to Benjamin Netanyahu, it doesn't sound like that. But, uh, yeah, Biden did win, however, because he's really got no... Nobody running against him to speak of, but he did win Michigan as well as Donald Trump 
won Michigan. Just uh, driving a stake in Nikki Haley. I mean, uh, the New York Times uh, election results showed Trump with 65.6% of the vote to Haley's 30.2. Now, let's see. How's Haley doing here? Let's see. We've had Michigan, South Carolina, New Hampshire, Iowa, and now Michigan, which she has won uh, none. Who? None of it. <laughs> Not yet. Exactly. Nikki who? Oh, Nikki Cheney. Nikki, Nikki Cheney. Oh, there you go. the Republican Lisa rhino. Cheney's the rhino. Sister. <laughs> yeah, Liz Cheney's sister, I think. <laughs> See, uh, we're a short show today, and you saw your ad schedule. Let's oh talk to Margaret God, from Wood Magic. Let, well, that's not me. You know that. Let's talk okay. to Margaret from Wood Magic. Yes, Margaret, how's it going on your 40th anniversary world tour? You know, for those of you that haven't been paying attention, Margaret has been in business for over 40 years now up at Wood Magic. And what she is doing, for those of you that come in the store, is spectacular. You come in the store, walk in the door, she's going to ask you just to fill out your name and phone number and put it in a registration box. And weekly... She is drawing names out of there, and you know what? Everybody that she draws out of there gets a 40% off shopping spree. Not one item. You can't, she doesn't say, hey, come in the store and buy one item, and I'll give you 40% off. No, she says, buy anything you want. Fill your cart. And when you come to the front, if you're the winner, I'm going to give you 40% off of everything. Margaret, there's got to be a lot of people that have been smiling up there at Wood Magic. Yes, I had a lady in yesterday. She was so excited. But uh, I don't have a name today. Uh, I will have two names next week. So, well, you could yeah. use uh, you could use the name Brad Bennett today and just say you had it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding you, Margaret. <laughs> well, Kenny probably would, would uh, be upset. Oh, Kenny, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'd have- too, so you know how that goes. You can't play favorites, Brad. You just can't no, play. no, <laughs> but no. Anyway. But you know, can can we mention though, Margaret, that that even if you're not a winner of the name draw, if you come into the store and tell Margaret, "Well, I'm here because I heard John sound off," you're going to give them a discount. Yes, it, and everybody is surprised, and they're very happy. So. Everybody happy that's, that we can. That's and, wonderful. Know, we don't raise our prices to have a sale. And uh, we have two rooms that are uh, discounted. One room is 50% off the lowest price. So there's a lot of things there. Some stuffed animals, some tools, some different things, uh, knickknacks. You know, you, you really need to come in and see them. But... Uh, it's a wonderful thing. People come in, sometimes they buy three or four things out of that room because it's a good deal and they nice things. It's good for yourself. And we have those warm socks, which we haven't talked about, but I think it's cold out there today, Brad. We, uh, I think I, right now I've got about six above, and uh, <laughs> the socks are so nice and warm and comfortable, and they wash up nice. And so you need to come in and see what it looks like. And we've got these little baby socks that are just to die for. You just want to look at them. There's oh, a- man. 
just you know, let me can I ask can I ask you a question, Margaret? When a person comes in the store for the first time, what's the average time they spend in there? An hour, hour and a half? It all depends. Depends on if they're in a hurry to go somewhere else or if they've got time. If they've got time, they spend a long time. And you know, a lot of oh yeah, they come in, they don't. There's so much your eyes kind of get crossed, and so you just don't always. Unless you're looking for something particular, you, you, there's so much to see. They come back the next time, and it's like, oh, I didn't know I didn't see that. I didn't know you had that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I've had people at the store many, many times, and all of a sudden they come in, and they'll say, oh, you must have just got that. Well, no, maybe we moved it or maybe whatever, but they had never seen it before because it wasn't of interest to them. So oh. it's just, But, you know, we're the curtain store in town. We have the heritage table in this place uh, and we have the park the home decor we've got so many of the collectibles a whole room of fence and glass we've got the uh, Bavana which you know gone as of, after 70 years they they closed up their doors the end of wow. December what we have in the Bavano is that's going to be it for for us so we sure. do have some pieces you know birds flowers um, fish different types of things, some wildlife, but you really need to come in and look at it. And we've got nine rooms, so plan on spending some time. When our hours Where? are 11 to 3, Tuesday through okay. Friday, 11 to 2 on Saturday, or by appointment, and we're uh, at 5105 Miller Trunk Highway. We really ask that you, it's probably best if you give a call before you come in, at 218-390-1312, just to be sure that we're there. And Absolutely. You know, we've, this winter has been a lot better than last winter. It's been open yep, a lot more. It's been, been very nice compared to last winter. I'll tell you what, folks, nine rooms of beautiful collectible items. And like she said, that Bavano, you want to get up there and purchase it because it's when it's gone, it's gone. There's no more after 80 years. So right. get up to Wood Magic. You're going to love what you see. Margaret, we got to take our first break of the of the day. Thank you so much. And thank you for 40 plus years of wonderful items for your home at Wood Magic. Now is the time, I got to tell you, before we take this place, now is the time to replace those drafty, outdated windows and doors. And all you got to do is call Les Grumdahl Window and Siding for a free, no obligation estimate. They have over 75 years of experience with fresh ideas and solutions to fit every budget. No gimmicks or so-called free offers, just fair pricing and honest answers featuring infinity from Marvin Ultrex replacement windows and doors. So for all of your window and door needs, simply pick up the phone and dial 218-728-3060 or visit lesgrumdahl.com on the internet and you'll be happy you did. We'll be back right after this break. KDAL time is 1024. Currently in Duluth, plenty of sunshine 
and plenty of cold air. Three above right now. Uh, we saw a lot of places. Uh, yeah, we saw a lot of places dip below zero. Nothing too severe. Maybe uh, below normal for this time of the year. I mean, my goodness, it's February 28th. Uh, maybe we're catching up on uh, lost weather <laughs> because Could we've be. had such Could a be. mild winter. Real quickly, Brad, I wanted to mention that the uh, coldest in the lower 48th this morning, Callagher, Minnesota. 16 below. Where's Callagher? Oh, Where's I'm that? sorry. I just, I'm. that's tongue in cheek. It's Kellyher. K E. Oh, okay. It, yeah. Okay. It's yeah. It, it turns out it was named after a early a lumberman in that area, a, a, a logger, if you will. Sixteen below at Kellier, Minnesota, this morning in Beltrami County. That's way up there by Red Lake. Uh, uh, by by yeah, that's it. Well, anyway, look. Here's the thing with Nikki Haley, or, or uh, you know, you Nikki were right this Cheney. morning. Nikki Cheney, she's sticking out because she hates Trump. I don't know. Trump did something to her, hated her, you know, bumped her out of something. I don't know. Anyway, here's the deal. So far, she has had a lot of money coming her way, big donor money, big political action committees. And between them and her own campaign raising money, which, by the way, she has her daughter out there sending out a donation request for $5. It's $5 Friday. Help my mom out. Send $5. Kind of cute, but also kind of a waste of time and money. Here's the deal so far. In Iowa, she spent $37 million and lost. New Hampshire, $31 million and lost. In her home state of South Carolina, she spent $8.4 million and lost. And then in Michigan, just now, she spent $937,000 and lost. You can see the amounts have gone down each time because what's happening is donors have started to cut off the funding for Nikki Haley because they see there's nowhere to go for her. She's without uh, possibility or momentum. And here's the kicker. Here's what it, it, why you call her Nikki Cheney, Kenny. One of the biggest donors she's had is Democratic billionaire donor Reed Hoffman. He's the co-founder of LinkedIn, you know, the website, you know, your LinkedIn. He has paused donations to, Kay, to Haley. He said, we invested in Governor Haley when we thought she had a shot of winning. We need to see a new case. Uh, There's no evidence right now that she has any future to win that nomination. So she has been funded by Democratic large-pocket, deep-pocket billionaires because they were hoping she might dump Donald Trump, that hated uh, former president, off the ticket. That's why she stayed in the race. Anyway, we got some people on the line here. Do we still have Fred from Hawthorne? Is he been we do. Patient? Fred's going to hold. We've got Russ Francisco from Marine General. Oh, we got that, Russ. Uh, you just said, Russ, I wasn't sure which Russ. Russ, how are things at uh, Marine General? It's been a strange, strange winter, hasn't it been? 
Well, even though it's cold today, nobody's playing winter right now. They're, they're buying all the specials and things like that because the deals are so good. But everybody's got their mind on summer. And uh, so we're converting the store as we speak. But we've still got winter clothes out and boots and hats and gloves and mitts. And you can have those at half price as long as they're out. Uh, we're going to start packing them as soon as we can. We do have some rain gear down now. That's all 20% off. And we've got some, some summer uh, clothing out and things like that. So we're doing the conversion little by little. Upstairs, they've got electronics out. And we've got some rods and reels out. Uh, we're packing for the Minneapolis Sports Show, so uh, there's boxes coming in and going out and, and things like that. But but uh, we've still got some ice fishing rods and, and some combos. Uh, we'll start pulling more of those each day, and we'll leave a smattering of for people who want to crappie fish. But other than that, we're making a move on to summer, and that's where we're going. So take advantage of the deals. Hummingbird uh, depth sounders, those 9s, 10s, and 12s still have a $500 factory rebate on them. So you can come in and get the show special we had at the show, and then uh, you can uh, you can get the $500 besides. So sort of a neat deal. That's fantastic. So lots of great deals right now, even though winter has been kind of a bust this year. Uh, lots of great deals. And as long as the clothing is still out, you can buy that great quality clothing at 50% off. That's fantastic. Yep, it's amazing. So we'll keep doing it. Like I say, hopefully by next week we'll have it pretty well put away. We'll have it have it running for summer. We're going to put waders out tomorrow and things like that. So uh, it's coming little by little. So, But, you know, it, it's, we should be talking about this uh, a month later than we are, but it's going to be 50 yeah. up again next week. So here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. Thank you, Russ. That's Russ from Marine General, the owner-proprietor there. And, by the way, if you're listening online, all you got to do is put into your computer, marinegeneral.com. If you have a specific request, pick up the phone and use Russ's 1-800 number. That's 1-800-777-8557. If they got it, they'll ship it right to you. Fred, thank you so much. Hi. You're a patient man. How you doing? Pretty good. It's kind of cold, but I can live with it. Uh, I have a four-step solution to the border crisis. Here it is. A four-step solution. Four okay. Yeah, it won't take much time. One, President okay. Biden issues executive order to close border. Two, border states provide temporary barriers along the border. Three, border states activate National Guards to work with Border Patrol to stop border crossings. Four, use commercial satellites with infrared cameras for 24-hour border surveillance. I emailed this to the White House two weeks ago. That's it. Let's see if Thursday, wouldn't that be something, Fred, if Thursday the president stepped up to the podium and read off your list of four items and that he's going to do it? Because you're absolutely right. That's all it would take to shut the border down. Right. So I don't know. I I emailed the White House, and of course the robot, you know, responded. Says we're looking to it. <laughs> Normal. All right, all right. Well, thank you again for being so patient today. You're a patient man, Kenny. We got to take our CBS News. Such a simple that, that, thing, and yeah. the White House got it. But the problem there, Brad, is now it's got to go through all the bureaucracy. It's got to go to this desk and that desk. And it's got to go up to the fifth floor and back down to the third floor. Oh, it's got to go over to this other building. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and then everybody, oh, no, I don't think that'll work. But he he listed off four items, Fred from Hawthorne did. And if if you did all four items, it would make such a difference on the border. Wow, would it make a difference. But 
we'll see. You know, tomorrow's the big day. Tomorrow, the president is going to be there. He refused to meet with the head of uh, uh, of, the, of the Border Patrol group down there. And so that guy is going to go over to Eagle Pass, where former President Donald Trump is going to be at the same time that Biden is going to be uh, at his location along the border. So we'll see which comes up, which sound bite we like better once we see that coming. But anyway, we're going to take our CBS News break and we'll be back shortly. It's the stuff. Wake up, America. People are talking about. Because we're being overran. Our borders are being overran. This is KDAL AM 610 and FM 103.9. KDAL time, 1036, sunshine, three above at the National Weather Service, seven above in Superior. And again this morning, coldest in the lower 48, minus 16. Kelly Herr, Minnesota, Beltrami County. I actually know somebody from Duluth that moved up there. She's a teacher. And she lives up there. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Hey, Brad, real quickly, I talked to Fred afterwards because he kind of ran through those um, four points. Relatively uh, fast. And and I got the details here. So real quickly, let's go over this, Brad, because I think this is important because this is a simple and it's doable. Okay. Number one, President Biden issue executive order to close the border. Right. He's got that power. I have. Yes, he does. I've read it three or four times. I'm going to read it again real quickly. This is out of Section 212 of the INA Orders, which is the uh, Immigration and Naturalization Act. It says, and I quote, these are right out of their manual, whenever the president finds that the entry of any alien or class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interest of the United States, he may by proclamation and for such time period as he shall deem necessary, suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens or immigrants or or non-immigrants or impose an entry of aliens, any restriction he may deem appropriate, end of quote. He's got the authority. That's point number one. Number two, all border states provide temporary barriers along the border. We're seeing what's working in the Rio Grande uh, in Texas with those um, um, water barriers. You've got other things for land uh, barriers. Number three, activate National Guard to work with the Border Patrol. And number four, Brad, 24-7 infrared satellite high-tech surveillance. In other words... Find them where they are and track them down. Yeah. And I would add number five. Uh, Back in the day, we used to have slingshots. Man, you put put an iron ore pellet, a taconite pellet, one of those slingshots and hit somebody. Oh, they're going to scoot away from you as fast as they can. Oh, man. I thought maybe you were going to say make sure all the Border (laughs) Patrol agents had a... uh, uh, what, what were we pushing yesterday? <laughs> uh, Kenny, where did you get uh, those taconite pellets? You know what, Brad? There used to be trains where the lake walk yeah. is. Where the lake walk is, yeah. the, the big great wall oh, of sure. Duluth behind sure. Fitkers. Yep. And, oh, yeah. and we used to go down there, and we could get taconite pellets right there on, on those uh, railroad tracks. Well, we used to get them in West End. I would walk up from E&W up to the railroad tracks that would go down to where the... 
iron ore is dumped. Yeah. yeah, they're all over the place. They fall off the cars. Yeah, just have people uh, uh, strategically situated where they're slingshots. They see uh, an illegal coming, pew, pew, let them have it. <laughs> well, no, but this is this is serious stuff. And, I, you know, the other thing that number four would do that Fred from Hawthorne talked about is that would be ab- that would make us able to track the mules, the drug mules that are bringing in the backpacks full of fentanyl that are trying to escape and hide away from the Border Patrol agents. But they're out there. Farmers are talking about them crossing their land all the time in Texas. They're walking across with backpacks full of drugs. So Fred's right. That that four-step uh, it's doable would really close the border down to pretty tight. Amen. Fred for All president. Right. Uh, Fred from Hawthorne for president of the United. <laughs> Let's not get too carried away. Next thing you want to give all the Border Patrol agents pasties. Give them yes. a pasty. Oh, by the way, it's pasty week. I went out to Super One. I said, uh, where's your pasties? She goes, oh, we only have them on Sunday. I said, what? what? Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, gosh. Did you tell her this is pasty week? No, National if they don't week. know, if, Brad, they got to be on top of that stuff. Come on, Super One. It's pasty week. Get the pasties out. <laughs> Get with it. <laughs> Actually, I think you can buy them. Now that I, I, I think about it, I think you can get them in the uh, deli section there or the produce section, can't you? That's It's possible. I think they have Somebody them I saw on yeah. Facebook last night, Kenny, somebody had a... Uh, 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 not a video, but some pictures of their mother had put together round. They looked like pucks. Did you see that video or that uh, no. picture? By the way, no. It was a, a container, a plastic container, yeah. with a plastic sheet down on the bottom, and then they had like these pucks. But what they were was individual pasty, um, the the dough to make the the holder of the pasty yeah. material. Yeah. And all you had to do was lay one of those pucks on the table, smash it a little bit, oh. fill it with the dough, and boom, you're ready to go. Huh. Well, I want to pass you today, so i got to work oh, on me that. Me too. What else you got, Brad? Me too. Um, well, let's see. What Stock else? market's oh. in the in the tank. A Dow was down 82. Yeah, what is going on with that? S&P 500 is down three points, and the NASDAQ is down 40 points. Say, by the way, in Michigan yesterday, when Trump did win there, he won the 16 delegates uh, that are that were up for grabs in that. But the rest of the delegates, there's another 39 delegates in Michigan. Michigan is one of these strange states. Yes, they have a primary like they did yesterday, and they do issue a certain number of delegates to the winners. Trump won the 16 delegates that were up for grabs in the primary, but they still have a convention, a Michigan uh, GOP state convention this coming Saturday, and that will see the remaining 39 delegates awarded at the convention. So, you know, however that comes out on Saturday, that's what will happen because Michigan has a a total of almost 50-some delegates and 16 of them went to Trump with the primary. The rest will be up for grabs at the state convention. And uh, remember, Trump has already won Iowa, New Hampshire, the Virgin Islands, Nevada, uh, South Carolina, and now Michigan. So he is on a roll. Oh, by the way, 
the last other delegate other than Nikki, uh, Nikki Haley or Nikki, uh, you know, the other one, uh, Pastor Ryan Binkley. I didn't even know this guy was running until about two weeks ago. But Pastor Ryan Binkley has announced that he is dropping out of the race and is endorsing Trump as well, leaving Haley as Trump's last competitor. So there you have it. Anyway, we got to go to our uh, Minnesota. No, are we still okay? We're still okay. Okay, let me give you this. You know, I, I talked yesterday a great deal about this new book that has come out by uh, Peter Schweitzer, The Blood Money That Follows the, the Money Trail from China with the fentanyl. Yes, they're definitely delivering fentanyl to this country by the droves, but also now the following of shear pins or, or Glock pins that are making pistols automatic weapons and they're shipping them along with the drug money to drug lords to drug gangs to street gangs our police in this country are really they're at a very big disadvantage yes some of the police departments do carry automatic weapons or at least have them available but they're up against a a bad, bad crowd. The one guy that uh, Peter Schweitzer talks about in this book is a guy named, well, he's nicknamed the White Wolf, but he is a very powerful figure, evidently, in China. He's uh, pro-CCP. In other words, Zhao Jinping loves him because he's pro the Communist Party. He works with the Chinese government, but he heads the UBG which is a uh, a gang. And this gang is widely recognized as the organization that made the Sonola cartel the king of fentanyl. They evidently uh, taught the Sonola cartel uh, how to make the pills. They provided communication devices. They, uh, they, dis- they dis- showed them how to press the pills uh, and get them shipped across. Now he and um, oh, and they also <clears throat> laundered drug cartel money for the Sonola gang. He was partners with this individual, the head of the CEFC, which sent five million dollars to the Biden family. So the question <clears throat> is, does Joe Biden really want to have a conversation with Chinese involvement about the fentanyl situation, or? Is there no basis for evidence to show that he wants anything to do with trying to cut off China sending illicit drugs to this country because his family's getting money, no questions asked. Five million dollars already. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Yeah. Exactly. There's no there there. But there is $5 million in your family bank account coming from the Chinese government. How do you... Uh, but but nobody gets close enough to Joe Biden to ask him that. Or if they do, he just gets that look. <clears throat> or Joe goes into a stupor. Anyway, we got well, to go to our Minnesota a little bit. Yeah, I am. I'm being a wise guy. But, uh, you know. I can't wait to see what you say on the border tomorrow. That's going to be so exciting. I hope it's I hope it's exactly off of Fred from Hawthorne's script. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back after Minnesota news, folks.
KDAL time is 10.52, a 7 degrees above in Superior, minus 6 in Eveleth at this hour. And Brad, on the phone, I don't know if he's uh, sitting by a warm uh, fire in his uh, shop there, Duluth Stove and Fireplace. Maybe he's in the sauna, but we do have Matt Boo on the phone. Well, the sauna would be a good place to be today, Matt, because it's doggone chilly outside, but it could be wonderfully warm in a new sauna from Duluth Stove and Fireplace. Sauna would be a good place to be. Get to throw in some water with a little eucalyptus oil and uh, oh, breathe in deep. You know what is it about the eucalyptus oil? You're absolutely right. That just gets into your pores and into your lungs, and it just feels like you're breathing a whole new line of air. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either, but it's it's really nice. And then some people use uh, some some form of peppermint oil. Uh, but don't go out and do it unless you check with your physician. Uh, yeah. That's supposed, to, yeah. that's supposed to help with uh, colds and flus and things like that. So, Well, I'll tell you what, uh, if you are one of the fortunate ones that has already gotten a fireplace installed by Duluth Stove and Fireplace, you're, pretty, you're probably smiling from ear to ear today, figuring, uh, I really... You know, uh, it's cold outside, honey, but I don't know if I even have to turn on my forced air fireplace. Uh, We're just going to throw another log on the fire, maybe turn it up a couple of degrees on our electronic control here for our uh, gas fireplace. It really can make a difference, can't it, in a home? Yeah, and that, uh, you know, the days like today, absolutely. Uh, But even through that, you know, that 40, 50 degree weather, that's a prime candidate because it's still a little chilly. Uh, but why fire up the whole house with a boiler or a forced air system when you can just sit with a book in front here and take the chill off the, the rooms that you're using? So, it's, yeah, it's a, that's exactly where they fit in. That's right where they fit in. And what we want to do uh, very quickly, Matt, is we want you to let us know or let our listeners know exactly where Duluth Stove and Fireplace is located uh, how to get a hold of you by phone, how to look at your website, that kind of thing, so that people know where to go when they're thinking about adding some wonderful heat or uh, or a nice, wonderful sauna to their home existence. Sure. We're, uh, we are located on the corner of 25th Avenue West and Superior Street. Our showroom hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6, Friday 8 to 4.30, and Saturday 9 to 2. Phone number is 218-727-9002, and the website is DuluthStove.com. Fantastic. Thank you, Matt. Uh, Duluth Stove and Fireplace is your place in the Northland that can, I mean, they've got so many options for you. Everything from electronic to gas to wood pellet to wood burning and on and on. Get out there and take a look at what's available. I think you'll really be happy. <laughs> Really be excited about it. Anyway. um, So, Mr. Bennett, next Tuesday is Super Tuesday. Minnesota's a part of that uh, group of states, if you will, that will uh, vote in the primaries. Do you think... Boy, there's a bunch of them, isn't there? Does Donald Trump uh, run the table on Nikki Cheney? I don't know if he completely runs the table, but I think he's going to be... So I far do. ahead, she can't even see her taillights. I, I think he does. <laughs> Alabama, do Alaska, Arkansas, yeah. 
California. Yeah. California might be mm. uh, a place where, a, but we understand what's going on out there. Um, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia. Boy, you can just tell there's a lot of those that are automatic Trumpers. You know, automatic. The only places I think he's going to have trouble, like you said, California. I think he, you know, he could tr- he could potentially have trouble in Minnesota, because you got a lot of a lot of lefties that might cross over, might try to vote the other way. Well, that would be my thought. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I don't I don't see a lot of trouble ahead for him. He's, uh, you know, the the reason I I brought up the issue of money this morning. When you think about it, that's like seventy some million dollars that Nikki Cheney has spent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember her last name anymore. Haley. Cheney, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but but I've startled she you. She has spent that money. Yeah. That. That money could have gone in to Trump's war chest to allow him to be much more competitive in the general election. That's what the Democrats are counting on. They're counting on the fact that because there were so many people running in the beginning, he may uh, be spent may have spent some of the money that he could have used in the general election. The Democrats are going to have money coming out their kazoo. You know what I mean. Uh, when they get to the general election, because he's really had no competition to speak of. By the way, I know we're running up against the time here. I do want to um, caution our governor today. He's going to go over to the memorial service for those uh, two officers and the paramedic that were shot and killed. He might be a little uh, cautious oh, when he goes over there. It won't go well for him. No, I it, think it he's going to be booed. It, I think he's going to be he should booed. Be. Yeah, he's a fake governor when it comes to public safety. He just is. Well, and and I got a piece here. When we come back with our number two, I'm going to give you what the what a sheriff from a county just outside St. Croix County uh, in Wisconsin who deals with Minnesota a lot. He has stepped up and uh, talked about how delinquent this governor and this DFL leadership has been in protecting police. We'll talk about it when we come back with our number two. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, welcome back, Northlanders. This is our number two in our last hour today because of the uh, Twins baseball bumping us at the top of the hour. Uh, but that's fine. We we want to we want to listen to the Twins. We want to see how things are going there as well. So I stated at the end of last hour that uh, this sheriff out of St. Croix County, Wisconsin, uh, uh, Sheriff Scott Knutson came out and yesterday said a lot of the things that Minnesota law enforcement are thinking but really can't come out and say because it would be political suicide for them in the state of Minnesota. The uh, the, the St. Croix County Sheriff blasted Minnesota's election leaders in wake of a shooting of three Burnsville first responders. This is a deva- devastating loss, he said. This is going to be a loss felt for years not only by law enforcement, by the, but by the next generation uh, for many of these children that are impacted as well. Because these officers all, you know, many of them had children and 
they're going to be left without their fathers. He said, look, there, there are a lot of emotion right now. These tragedies usually bubbling up in a sense of disappointment and probably a little bit of anger toward some of the politicians. A Wisconsin sheriff whose county borders Minnesota and who has a mutual aid agreement with Washington County, his employees often travel across the river to help out. Knutson referenced Governor Tim Walz's appearance at a press conference following the shooting, which he described as disingenuous and a photo op. Huh? The governor showing up at at a news conference following the shooting described it as disingenuous and a photo op. I don't know, Kenny, what do you think? He might be right on the money. As I watched the press conference, this is that sheriff talking now. He said, as I watched the press conference, as Governor Walls got up there, he was saying a bunch of the right things at the moment. But what struck me is is several of the things that he was saying weren't what he truly believes in our profession is how we truly is how he truly feels. He talks about training, equipping, and supporting law enforcement. Well, I think he's got two of those right. I don't believe he has uh, that much support for law enforcement, and we've seen that. Over the last four years, a number of politicians have pushed us back into the corner, have knocked us down, have made statements that are not true, have come uh, ha- have come to conclusions before any of the evidence has even been shown. Knutson says he believes Walls has painted a negative picture of law enforcement as being racist and killers following critical incidents in the state. One of Knutson's officers, Deputy Katie Lessing, was shot and killed by a drunk driver last May. Knutson said he was speaking out because he knows so many law enforcement officers in Minnesota feel this way, but they just can't say it to protect their jobs. They are in a very unique position of being pushed down by a number of politicians who come out to say, gee, our condolences, and then the rest of the time they beat us down, he commented. This guy was not afraid to step up and say what it was on his mind. Sheriff Knudsen said people don't want to enter the profession when they get no support from their governor and have a fear that their attorney general, <laughs> yeah, Keith Ellison, <clears throat> will prosecute them at the first chance they get. He also criticized the dangerous Hennepin County attorney, Mary Moriarty, who really her whole intent in, in holding that office seems to be to allow criminals a lot of leeway and a lot of rope uh, to get out of jail. <clears throat> he says, it appears criminal rights come first, victims' rights are last in her mindset. I sure hope you're a one-term wonder and that's all you get for the people of Minnesota, he said. <clears throat> Governor anyway. Walls only offers lip service on this, Brad. Yeah. He is yeah. contempt when it comes to public safety. He is contempt when it comes to support of police and paramedics. And this tragedy, Brad, he should be at the forefront of this. And he's not. Absolutely. No. He's not on the at all. sidelines, and it's just so disrespectful 
He's got no appreciation for law enforcement. He'll say he does, but he doesn't, Brad. He doesn't. Let, let me ask. Let me ask all of our listeners a question here. The, yesterday, you you heard about it on our news here just a little bit ago, Minnesota News Network. Uh, yesterday, a midday shooting. Uh, at a troubled intersection in South Minneapolis, left one dead and three others injured. Crime Watch Minneapolis reported just before 1.30 in the afternoon that two people had been shot near Chicago Avenue South and East Franklin Avenue. I know that area well. I lived down there for a number of years, and I, I know it's it's not a good area. Um Anyway, he goes. On, they go on to say in this report, about 10 minutes later, another person who had been shot during the incident showed up at a local hospital. Police have since updated that a fourth victim was also shot and found at the location. Police found several shell casings outside the Minneapolis market, which faces Franklin Avenue between Chicago and Elliott Avenue. In a press Briefing held by Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hare following the shooting, he acknowledged that the intersection is a hot spot and a problematic location. Now, they showed a picture of the of the corner there just after the shooting, and there's, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six police cruisers that I see. Now, the question I have to ask our listeners and people in general is let's take those six police cruisers out of there. Six police cruisers that are there to try to keep the peace and stop whatever mayhem was going on in that area. If we take the police out of the picture, what is going to happen to our society? I think we're seeing it to some degree, Brad. Yeah, I think we're seeing uh, the uh, the proverbial. Uh, uh, what is the proverbial? <laughs> Camel's uh, foot under the tent. Under the tent, lady yeah. will call it. Uh, help me out there. What is that proverbial? Uh, oh, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Oh, there you go. That there you too. go. Yes, there you go. You know, that Brad, too. I was talking to lady will call it off air. She is stocked with witch balls. I'm packing. Really. <laughs> <laughs> In in a kind, gentle, loving way, I'm packing witch balls instead of all the horrible stuff that's happening. I got good stuff. Oh man, I'll tell you. Do you have have you got have you put in a video together lately of the newer ones? Because there are so many beautiful colors and combinations. It's well, just phenomenal. Thank you, Brad. You're right on the ball. It's a go to Lady O'Connor Emporium on Facebook and. Get a hold of me there, and you will see a walkthrough video I just did a couple days ago, uh, and I name all the balls, and I also have uh, beautiful new candles and little teeny brooms that are encrusted in silver and amethyst and big rose quartz obsidian crystals on the ends. They're absolutely gorgeous. Those are brand new. Um, aventurine, the green crystals, uh, clear quartz crystals with dragons on them, on these beautiful little brooms that are maybe 18 inches something. That's all brand new. Um, there's new books, um, new soaps, uh, and the beautiful witch balls are hanging. And I've got some colors I've never had before. Really pretty. And they're made... I- in the in the Ukraine uh, by the Carpathian Mountains, and they, yes. they have like a three 
inside of them, and they're they've been uh, making them for hundreds of years. They're made from molten glass in different colors, hand blown. It's a artisan thing that families have done for decades, centuries, really. And there's now I got a I got a couple hanging. I got a couple hanging in my windows down here, Lady O'Connell, and I'll tell you, I maybe you can explain what it is, but when the when the sunlight comes in through those windows and hits that witch ball, and the lights hit those prisms inside of it and come streaking out through the room, what is it about that that just seems to relax, at least me, well, this old hard warrior, it just kind of relaxes me? You do have the heart of a warrior, and, and I'll tell you what. Um, we should always possess the heart of a warrior and then maybe choose not to. But we need to be braver, and you are. What that is, is that's not like an aurora crystal going to set your couch on fire if the sun shines through it. It's not like that. <laughs> but it lights no, up no, no. different molten pieces of glass in there, and it, it actually creates... See, we are... Color therapy is a thing, you know. The yeah. spectrum of the rainbow is a thing, that Roy G. Biv thing. And and colors have been used in therapy to soothe the, soothe the savage beast, per se. And you can walk into a blue room and you can feel your blood pressure drop. Or go into a red room and you feel energized. And colors really do have an association to the human psyche, spirit, and our energetic levels. And these witch balls are purported to draw energies to them the good energies pass right through but the negative energies maybe you're squabbling with somebody or it's a haunted house or there's just negative stuff in there it'll be attracted to the ball as well but once it goes in it can't find its way out and it dissolves away inside that beautiful ball and that's what that trunk in there it's called tree yeah, that's spirit. exactly what happens the feelings that i have it just when i see those red and blue prisms coming out of there just relaxes me for some reason. Okay. I don't know. And it will, it will your animals, too. It will. Well, it could and be, yeah. Of course, yeah. nutmeg is so relaxed all the time, nothing yeah, affects you, her. You got nutmeg's chill, man, you know. <laughs> hey, can I mention one thing here? Yes, please. March 11th, or i sorry, I screwed it up. March 13th is a Wednesday, and at my store, Lady O'Collett's Emporium, 1st Avenue West and Superior Street, I am doing a book signing with the one and only John McLaughlin, Irishman. It's the Irish Book of Rites, Rituals and Prayers for Daily Life and Festivals. Beautiful nice. book. And he's going to nice. be there in person, and we're going to have punch. You know the punch. You like my punch. Oh, I love your punch. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's going to be great. Pomegranate, blueberry, and we'll have cookies and little snackies. And he will take pictures with you, sign the book. And he'll be there from 11 to 3 that day um, to have this book. And it, it is a beautiful book to kind of adhere to, especially, you know, here St. Patty's Day is coming up and, and all oh, of that. Yeah. If you got a wee bit of the Scots-Irish in you, and even if you don't, come on down and have a snack and meet the one and only Mr. McLaughlin. John McLaughlin, I love it. Mark, all Mark right, lady O. now... Let's remind people your open your your shop is open Thursdays and Fridays, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. From yeah, like from, from what 10 time? To 4, and okay. the number for the store is two one eight seven two two twenty two forty. And we will ship if you look at my video and you find a witch ball you love. We will ship it to you, and it comes with a card telling all about its properties and what it does. 
Also, the healing fads or anything that's in the store that you've heard about, we'll work with you and ship it to you. Then, the Mystical Wolf Moon Cottage, an experience with me, one-on-one, tea with a witch in my cottage. And Ooh, you'll have I love it. Uh, cookies, you'll be treated like royalty, escorted to the, the cottage, and you'll be given a little Reiki. I'm a Reiki master, an energy master, and you'll get a little bag to take with you that has crystals that are charged for good healing oh, and nice. good karma. And so that number, 218-591-7192 for pricing and directions to the cottage. Lady O, have a wonderful day. Uh, stay warm. You always are so good, and you will be warm too, Northlanders. If you get out to Lady O'Collett's Emporium and take a look at these witch balls, you're going to want some of them in your home for sure. Thank you, my dear. We have got to take our first break here of our number two. We'll be back shortly with much more. 610 KDAL. You never know when the news will break, but leave us on and you will. The news that you're breaking right now. Right now. This is KDAL, 610 AM and FM at 103.9. KDAL time is 1125, 7 above in Canal Park. Lots of sunshine, but there's a northwest wind out there that's kicking, so the wind chills are going to bite you. Brad, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but uh, Apple, you know, Apple, uh, Steve Jobs, Apple, the late oh, Steve yeah, Jobs. Yeah. The guy that makes computers well, and yeah. watches and Apple has stuff, canceled yeah. its decade-long electric car project. <laughs> yeah, Apple has canceled work on its electric car, according to Reuters. A uh, source familiar with the matter said uh, a decade after the iPhone maker kicked off the project. Now, the move draws the curtain on a plan that would have helped Apple break out into a new industry and potentially uh, replicate the success of the iPhone. The project has seen uneven progress throughout its life, and its end comes as global automakers cut back on their investments in electric uh, vehicles. They're all... Yeah, demand has dropped significantly. You know, Brad, and we've heard from, I I know, Donald Trump and other news sources that uh, Chinese electric cars... This is going to be a problem for domestic automakers when it comes it to electric vehicles. Is. And that might be another topic for another day, but Tom from Port Wing is on hold. Well, yeah, because I, I watched the piece on 60 Minutes over the weekend, and that they they have really stretched out their manufacturing process. They've got a system, Kenny, where if you need a new battery, you can drive it into one of their facilities, back it into a, over a device, and within five minutes... They will completely have changed out your entire battery component system. They don't have that in this country yet. So it, it's going to be a real struggle. Anyway, like you say, it was a, a date for another time to talk about that. But Tom Portwing, how are you this fine day? Well, I'm, I'm doing okay. I wanted to weigh in on the, you know, um, the officers that were shot. Yes. And, not only uh, is there plenty of uh, blame towards the, your governor, but there's also a lot of blame towards the media. And I, I'll, I'll say one thing real quick. You know, I, I grew up in a home with uh, seven older sisters. And the, oh, I guess trying to figure out exactly where, she, where he got the gun from, even though he was banned from getting guns, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty confident that it was one of the girlfriends. And I know how these guys operate. You know, it's it's uh, kissy, huggy, smoochy, uh, one day slap her around the next, and then back to, hey, babe, 
can you do this for me? You know, yeah. that's most likely where the gun came from that he used to kill those officers. That's I, got, I got the story guess, this yeah. morning, Tom, and I'm, I will go through it. it. It is rather interesting, but you're pretty much right on the case. It's a, a buddy, oh, okay. you know, a friend of his. You, you can buy the gun and then sell it to me or give it to me. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, here's what I want to say about the other blame goes on the uh, back of the media. And here, I'll give you just a couple of quick examples. Brown down in Missouri, hands up, don't shoot. Uh, George Floyd, uh, John T. Schmollett. You know, all of these cases where we're fed phony information. And I'll even throw in the six-year-old uh, uh, African-American boy who shot that uh, white teacher. You know, yeah. he, he was sequestered not only him he's six years old but the family was sequestered also by the media you know if that had been reversed if that had been a little a six-year-old white boy who shot a black teacher trust me they would have been parked outside the family's home until they could get the footage that they wanted to prove that white kids as young as six years old are a bunch of racist swines and we're going to expose them for it and that's my problem with the media they have a narrative, and shame on them for to to go to the funeral today, you know, and uh, get all teary-eyed and fake a rule. Uh, NPR's there, uh, Minnesota Public Radio's there, you know. It's all fakery as far as I'm concerned. They don't care one bit about police officers, and they don't care if they got shot because they have a different narrative. Those cops were aggressors as far as they really believe. But they know they can't say that on this particular case. So they're going to go there, they're going to look sad, and they're waiting for the next case that proves what they like to say in their narrative, that these are all victims. These That young black man was a victim of the system. He was a victim of racism. He was a victim of this, that, and the other, you know, uh, and what they, and what they won't do and what they won't do, Tom, is tell you the truth that this guy yeah. Gooden ambush killed these people. Here's exactly the way the story reads out. Police responded to a 9-11 call on February 18th at Gooden's residence. And he barricaded himself inside with seven children, telling the police that he was unarmed. Authorities have said officers went inside and negotiated with Gooden for three and a half hours, telling him to surrender peacefully before he opened fire without warning, killing three. But he didn't have a gun. He told him, I'm unarmed. Well, you know, unfortunately, they probably have been a bit cowed by this constant narrative of the media that they got to treat this case with kid gloves. Here we have a situation where we're dealing with an African-American man. And, you know, that stuff has an effect after a while. Those police go out into the field, and they're fearful when they stop certain racial uh, groups because exactly. how's it going to look on their, their video cam? How's it going to yeah. look in the media? Is the chief of police going to be on my case? Well, maybe we should just let him drive away. Huh? How about that? 
Well, there's way too much of that going on. You're absolutely right, Tom. We have got to take our CBS News break, and then we'll continue on this discussion because uh, today is the big day, 11 o'clock. It's actually probably going on right now, the big memorial service. And there's going to be a lot of tears shed today, a lot of legitimate tears, and then there's going to be a lot of phony baloney going on as well. So we'll be right back after CBS News. Updates brought to you by Lady O'Collins Emporium, 31 West Superior Street, a place of magic in downtown Duluth, 722-2240. That's Lady O'Collins Emporium. KDAL time is 1136, one above in Hibbing if we go to Canal Park, eight above. And again, those northwest winds are really kicking, Brad, about 15 miles an hour downtown. So wind chills are going to be well below zero in the minus 20 degree range, perhaps. I'll get the updates there. Uh, Superior right now, nine above, uh, west wind at 10. We're going to see sunshine. We're going to see wind. We're going to see cold temperatures today. And tonight, we're going to see temperatures hovering right around zero, maybe slightly above, maybe slightly below. Not too bad, but cold tomorrow, it's going to it improve. It warm up. It does. Yeah. We're going to see highs tomorrow in the 30s. We're going to see 50s on Friday. So mm-hmm. hang in there, folks, and uh, don't be afraid to turn on the heat and uh, enjoy uh, enjoy the sunshine. <laughs> Can you can you even imagine the dollar value of of uh, appliances that have been saved, the dollars that have been saved yeah. on heating this winter? You it's know, it's got to be astronomical. I, I'm sure it is, Brad. And I've thought about that. That it's it's been it's been a blessing for a lot of us who came out of a very severe winter last year. Uh, let's yes. hope that we have a relatively mild summer and we're not uh, dealing with too much uh, severe weather this summer. Yesterday, Green Bay, Wisconsin, 70 was their record high. <laughs> they set a record yesterday, 70. That was the warmest they've ever had for the month of February. How about 72 in Appleton, 73 in Oshkosh, 65 in Rhinelander, 68 in Wausau, 72 in Wisconsin Rapids. I mean, this goes on and on. It's just out of control. This is crazy. And Eau Claire, Wisconsin, my old stomping ground, 62 yesterday. I've lost track of the number of high temperatures, record high temperatures they've set this month. But it's a boatload. Oh, yeah. It, all over the place. Cities have been set. I mean, the... I'm not kidding you. Somebody is going to do a story on this before long about the <laughs> savings of dollars yeah. that has been saved in the Midwest. Just just maybe in just Minnesota, thousands, millions of dollars, yeah. I'll bet you, has been saved. Officially, you yes. Better, be, better set it aside. Better yeah. put it away because you don't know what next year is going to bring. We talked about all that snow that fell up north of Duluth, uh, up by the Canadian border. Well, International Falls yesterday, officially five inches at International Falls. There was a little bit more in some other areas up there. Duluth. I, I had read seven somewhere in one area. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I Falls officially five uh, yesterday. Duluth did get two-tenths of an inch of snow yesterday. We're still... Nothing. No, Brad, it isn't. We're 48 inches below normal. This time a year ago, we had 93 inches of snow that had already fallen. Oh we had... God. To put it into perspective, Brad, we've had 18.7 so far this winter. A year ago, we had 75 more inches of snow that had already fallen. Just think of that, people. That's astronomical. 
Well, I'll tell you what. It's uh, it's been a different kind of winter, and we can just be count our thank our lucky stars for it. Well, Kenny, we're uh, we're rolling right along here. Uh, I'll tell you what. I want to just briefly uh, get into this story because a lot of people have wondered where did this guy get the gun? Where did the guy get the guns? Because he had more than one guns. Of course, like he told the police, hey, I'm unarmed. I'm just boarding myself up here, but I'm not willing to release, but I'm unarmed. Yeah, right. Talk about uh, alibis and talking uh, talking people into becoming targets. Anyway, here's how it went down. Modern Sportsman, this is a, a retail store, Modern Sportsman, had no way of knowing that the lower receiver of an AR-15 would end up in a convicted felon's prohibited person's possession. Now, what happened is a a firearm found at a Burnsville shooting scene where two officers and a firefighter were mortally wounded has been traced to a Burnsville firearm shop. The person who bought the gun is being investigated for committing a straw purchase. Have you heard that term before, Northlanders? Straw purchase means somebody buys a gun legally and provides it to someone who is prohibited from having it. The owner of the of Modern Sportsman, John McConney, said, look, we're helping the police out. The guy, uh, some guy came in, we checked him out, we checked his record. He was, he was absolutely clean and legally able to buy a firearm. The prohibited person was not there during the transfer process, nor was his name on any of the enclosed documents. In other words, person A came in, pretended to be the guy buying the gun, which he was buying it, he filled out all the paperwork, filled out the federal forms, passed the background check, took possession of the firearm on January 15th, 2024. Then after he left with the firearm, a transfer is when the purchaser of a firearm is required to fill out an FBI background check to legally obtain the firearm. That never happened. Uh, because that individual has to clean, clear a criminal history and Minnesota permit to purchase or carry or obtain a lower receiver. That's the lower part of the gun that has the serial number on it. A lower receiver is the serialized portion of an AR-15 type rifle that's regulated by the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol and Firearms. We continue to investigate all aspects of the incident. Now, they're not going to come out and give you much information yet because it's still under investigation by uh, the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. Bonnie Bowman was commented in this story but said the ATF is assisting in the investigation, including tracing where the firearm came from and doing ballistic testing, a local sports uh, spokesperson said last week. The modern sportsman is working closely with the BCA and cannot release any information. The gunman, Gooden in this case, had a lifetime ban on possessing firearms. But if you're a criminal, it doesn't make any difference. And see, here's the deal. If, if the government really wants to do something, to stop the flow of illegal weapons into the hands of criminals like Gooden, what they will do is pass a bill that makes a 
straw purchaser go to jail for a long, long time. In other words, the person that came into this sports store legally, uh, violation-free, filled out all the forms and uh, purchased this gun. When he turned around and sold this gun or gave it to Gooden because he was buying it for him, that's the guy that should go to jail for a long, long time. Now, there's always a, a disclaimer there that, you know, it's possible, I guess, that uh, this weapon could have been stole. If it's stolen, that's one thing. As long as the the uh, party that owned it calls the police, reports it as stolen, helps out investigation, however, then that's, uh, that's one thing. But a, a guy that goes in, purchases a, a weapon, purchases even the lower receiver of a weapon that was shipped. See, in this case, what happened was this lower receiver was bought online someplace and shipped to the sports goods store. That's, that's called a transfer. Modern sportsmen in Burnsville received that by a mail. And then uh, what they do is when the purchaser comes in, he has to fill out all the paperwork. And this person did that, but then turned around and either sold or gave the gun to Gooden, who had a lifetime ban on possessing a weapon. And obviously, the, the person that bought the gun at the sporting goods store probably knew that. Anyway, he went from there, barricaded himself, said, I don't have any, and I'm unarmed, and then just killed. Gooden shot more than 100 rifle rounds at law enforcement and first responders. And today, in the, in the memorial service, they are uh, preparing or have probably already started to honor Finn, Seth, Ruug, and Elmstrand, who were all ambushed and killed by a criminal. Their families, their children will be paying for this forever. Anyway, we got to take a break. Twins coming up at the top of the hour. We'll see you shortly. KDAL time is 11.52 uh, down at the uh, Army Corps of Engineers, nine above uh, northwest winds at about eight miles an hour. And Brad, we're going to go to Twins baseball here in about seven minutes. Let's go Twins. Well, <clears throat> Anyway, folks, this, uh, again, the thing that has to be addressed is the straw purchases of firearms. Uh, they're, they're the people that are doing the damage here, turning around and giving or selling these guns uh, to people that are up to no good on the streets. Uh, but a big, uh, t you know, you'll see it on all the TV stations tonight, a huge memorial service for these three providers that had uh, done their job and were ambushed by a uh, horrible individual uh, that luckily took his own life. We won't have to go through the uh, horrible process of a of, a, of a, a trial with him, I guess. So he did us probably did us some good. Um, you know, I was anyway, reading a story about these San Diego County supervisors. They were weighing in on two key elements of the uh, of their border crisis there at San Diego. Uh, they yeah. had a meeting, Brad. They rejected a proposal to ask the federal government to temporarily close the border. In they refused that? They refused it. Instead, they voted... Why? In, well, because they voted in support of bipartisan immigration reform. Oh, my God. And they also... 
uh, voted to continue searching for federal funding sources to help the county handle the influx of illegal migrants following the closure of an assistance center at the border. Amen. Did I lose you? No, oh, I think I did. This is the time it happens. There's a timing issue on some uh, timeout. I don't want to get into that, but it's got to get fixed. We're going to go to Twins Baseball, and we've got Twins Baseball here on KDAL. They're going to be playing the Baltimore Orioles, and I hope you can join us tomorrow. Now, tomorrow we will have a regular program. We're going to have Pete Wood, co-host of Let the Sawdust Fly. So Pete's going to be with us tomorrow at noon. Uh, Let the Sawdust Fly was moved to tomorrow because of today's Twins Baseball game and the short program that we had, Uh, but we hope that you can join us then. Superior right now, 9 above yeah. Northwest winds at 12, gusting to 17. So the wind chill right now in Superior is minus 6 degrees. And, and by the way, I was uh, talking about the uh, Super Tuesday in the States. It also includes the U.S. territory of American Samoa. They have Republican affiliation out there. And keep in mind that in 2015, the party uh, there in American Samoa criticized the Democratic National Committee as Tulsi Gabbard did not get the opportunity to participate in televised debates. Gabbard, a Democrat at the time, represents Hawaii in the U.S. uh, Congress, uh, but she was born in American Samoa. Uh, The Republican Party of American Samoa, Samoa also planned to invite Gabbard to their next Republican primary debate. So when we look at the states where Trump will win Super Tuesday, I think American Samoa is a part of that. The state of Virginia, Vermont, Utah, Texas, Tennessee, Oklahoma, North Carolina, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Maine, Iowa, Colorado, California, Arkansas, Alaska, only the GOP do they vote for in Alaska on their on their Tuesday, March 5th. And Alabama, yeah. So bear with me here as we get to the end of the program and take you up to Twins Baseball. And uh, sorry that we did lose Brad and his connection there. In the meantime, you can listen to the podcast. Go to the website, kdal610.com, and you can listen to the podcast there at our website and catch up on the programs you may have missed. I've actually talked to a lot of people that say they listen to the podcast because they can't catch the show and it's convenient. You can go there and just listen at your uh, free will and pause and start to, when you uh, need to uh, step away from it. But again, that's at our website, kdal610.com. And I do apologize for the technical glitch that we have to deal with from, it seems like it's a daily thing. We'll fix it because everything that breaks can be fixed. Twins Baseball coming up at noon on KDAL, and we'll be back tomorrow with a full program at 11 o'clock. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Let me-